Tulsa Athletic put on a goal show this weekend. We'll tell you how many they put up against the hapless Ozark FC. Also, Tulsa Roughnecks advance an open cup, but ran into a little bit of a stumbling block this weekend in Sacramento. We'll detail both matches and preview the upcoming Reno FC and Timbers 2 matches. And also, we have Roughneck Road Warrior Ricky Myers. He is in Sacramento, actually on his way to Reno. And we're going to talk with him. Uh, lots of Sacramento fans have been talking about the Ricky, the Road Warrior. We'll talk to him and get his perspective on his big trip out in Sacramento. But first, you know what time it is. It's time to get all those kids inside. Make sure your neighbors, they've got a place to go. The clouds are getting dark. It is time once again in the alley. You got to get those pillows, the blankets, the tables, every everything, whatever you got. This is another time for an episode of Tornado Out Sock Podcast. All right. Thank you so, so very much for joining me today on the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. Your host, Roger Graham here, bringing you all the action in the alley. We've had some bunch, a bunch of matches in the past couple of weeks. But before we get started, I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, give a shout out to the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm. That is where you can find the podcast and the previous episodes. So like I always say, you can go back and look at an old episode, listen to or listen to an old episode and go, man, Roger, he was so wrong or man, oh, Roger was right about that. More wrong than right, I promise you. But that's okay. That's why they call it a hot take, right? Anyway, BGN.FM, lots of great content there. Great podcasts. Uh, I mean, we're working on getting a podcast pretty much for uh, every USL and maybe low league team. That'd be great. Working on it. So Great stuff there on bgn.fm. So let's talk about the soccer matches. We'll have to kind of re, re, rewind a little bit and go back to last Wednesday or this past Wednesday in the Open Cup as the Tulsa Roughnecks went on to beat Oklahoma City Energy U23 by a score of 5-3. to three. Now, I will say it shouldn't have been that close. But it was and is what it is. But the Roughnecks really, really, I, I thought, dominated most of the match. It really looked like, a, you know, a pro team playing against a, you know, a team that has younger players on it. And then Tulsa kind of let off the gas and Oklahoma City Energy U23 made them pay. Uh, the goals started early in this match. Uh, Jaime Ayala had a goal in the ninth minute. Uh, put one past uh, Eric Dick uh, of the Energy U23. Put it past him uh, er- early in the match on the eighth minute, actually. Uh, put uh, the Roughnecks up 1-0. I think Christian Mata, a few minutes later in the 13th minute, puts another one in, nets it in, make it 2-0 for the Roughnecks. And then right before halftime, uh, Pasha Kondrakin, who hasn't played a lot this this year, but uh, started in this match, and he opened up his scoring book by putting one in the net for the Roughnecks and to score at the halftime 3-0 with Tulsa really uh, in the driver's seat in this match. 
and we started the second half. Christian Mata with a brace, 49th minute, just right after halftime. Puts one in, uh, make it 4-0. Then uh, Pasha Kondrakin with his brace and gets a second goal there, making it 5-0 in the 53rd minute. And you can just kind of tell, you know, I think a lot of people, their eyes started getting wide. I think the Roughnecks thought, okay, we can uh, – a few of the players maybe wanted to score a little bit. Maybe they are getting a little – a little careless maybe on defense and, and maybe lackadaisical. Actually started with three defenders, which was fine. He was, you know, it was an attack-minded team, attack-minded offense. And, uh, you know, there was a few substitutions here about this time. And then uh, Energy U23 run down on the other end. Mark De Silva Lindstrom uh, puts one in for the uh, Energy U23 to make it 5-1 in the 59th. And they scored another own goal. Uh, Paris G uh, put it in the back of the wrong net. Kind of a deflection. It happens to defenders. Ball kind of flying around. It, it'll it happen. Uh, so we had an own goal there in the 63rd minute. And then uh, Christian Okeke, who I believe he also had the goal against the um, – no, actually he didn't. He didn't have the goal against uh, the Tulsa, uh, Tulsa Athletic. But anyway, he had the goal there in the 70, 73rd minute. And, you know, really, you know, you're sitting over there watching the match. If you're a Roughneck fan, you're kind of sweating a little bit at this point. It was 5-3 with 15-plus uh, 15, 15 left match. And Oklahoma City Energy had pretty much taken over possession at this point. Uh, I think I was talking to some people as, you know, we left and the game ended 5-3 and – yeah, some people were, man, I'm glad that game ended then because I think Energy U23 was set to score another goal. Uh, they had a couple of shots that was saved by uh, Brown Byers, and, uh, and some of them were pretty good shots. So anyway, uh, the score ended 5-3. Tulsa goes on, move on, end around to play to host a match on the 31st against San Antonio FC. As they went on to win five or wow two one over the Houston Dutch Lions, so this will set up. Let's talk Open Cup for just a second here. So Open Cup, we have uh, the the draw for the fourth round came out, and uh, right now, um, just to give you an idea of how this will work, if the if Tulsa Roughnecks win on the thirty first against San Antonio FC which that match will be at TU, I believe. We have a date with the uh, – we have a date with FC Dallas in Dallas. First time the Roughnecks would play a competitive match against a MLS side. However, standing in the way of that is a pretty good team, guys. Uh, West leading – uh, San Antonio FC. So they we do, you know, if you're a Roughneck fan, it is not going to be an easy road to get to that next match against FC Dallas in Dallas. As the, um, yeah, you're playing a tough team and it's not going to get easier. If get past San Antonio, you've got arguably the best team in the West and MLS. At their place. That'll be fun. That'll be a blast. I may have to make it to that one, guys. I may have to ask off work and get to that one for sure. But anyway, as it stands, 
FC Dallas will be waiting on the winner of Tulsa Roughnecks and San Antonio FC. So that being said, we'll move on to the match on Saturday or yesterday as I'm recording on Sunday. Uh, Tulsa kind of ran into a stumbling block. It's tough to win on the road like I've uh, been preaching for a while. Uh, Sacramento Republic last night, and we'll have uh, Ricky Myers on here in just a little bit. He went to the match, soloed it as Road Warrior Ricky. That's his new nickname. Uh, he uh, went out there to uh, hang out the uh, uh, the supporter groups out there, and he had some great things to say. Everyone treated him very well. Unfortunately, the team uh, did treat our team as well as they won, as they beat the Roughnecks three uh, two. Goals uh, for actually the goals scored started early for the Roughnecks. Uh, Joy Kalistri. Actually, a really good run by Juan Pablo Caffa. Ran down this left side, crosses it in. He's surgical with his crosses, and Joey Kalistri is on the other side. Put one in, put the Roughnecks up 1-0 in the seventh minute. He would hold on to that lead until the 29th minute when uh, Danielle Barrera for Sacramento. It was kind of a ball played into a little bit of a mess, and then he kicks it. Uh, I think I think that was Ochoa's goal that deflected off uh, Kosuke. But anyway... Ball goes in on, and then two minutes later, Sammy Choa scores for the uh, Sacramento Republic. So Sacramento ended some 530-minute scoring drought and unfortunately did it against the Roughnecks. And then in the uh, – so halftime, 2-1 to Sacramento. And then in the, uh, the second half, uh, got a PK inside the box or got a penalty kick. Pablo Caffa steps up, buries it. 2-2 is the score in the 67th minute, but Roughnecks would not hold on that lead for very long or hold on to that draw for very long as Christopher Christian, Chris Christian uh, had this header off of a off of a corner kick. He was unmarked. It was one of the most emphatic heads from a set piece I've ever seen in my life. He was unmarked, no one around him, had all day, all sorts of space, puts it in the back of the net. And Sacramento Republic would go on to win 3-2 in that match. So we had that and then um, a few other matches I guess we can kind of step into here before we talk about MPSL. So we had a you know pretty much a full slate on Saturday, and, and it looks like um, you know not much is – really changed as far as standing goes, except you know the Roughnecks obviously took a little bit of a hit here with that match. So uh, we'll take a look at some of the other scores and we'll jump into the, the standings here momentarily. But as it was, a big week of action here. And I'm trying to figure out when we last, I think we did not talk about the Galaxy beating Red Bull New York 2. They, they win on the road. 2-1, which is a really random match at Red Bull New York, who is struggling this year big time. Uh, Tampa Rowdies over Toronto, 2. The score is 3-1 at Toronto. And let's just see here. Thumbing through a few matches here. Cincinnati over Bethlehem Steel, 2-1. Uh, let's see here. Louisville City over the Riverhounds, 1-0. And... San Antonio, I say, here's here's a few West matches. Uh, Oklahoma City Energy gets in the win column, 1-0 over Orange County SC. 
at home. And then Rio Grande Valley, a 1-1 draw against LA Galaxy 2. And then San Antonio over Phoenix Rising, 1-0. And the Real Monarchs, 5-2 over Colorado Springs Switchbacks. And here's a really kind of a surprise result uh, as far as I see it. Reno over Seattle Sounders 2 in a score of 6-0. A 6-0. We may be catching Reno at the wrong time, folks. Just saying. And then uh, one another Sunday match here. Rochester Rhinos and the Richmond Kickers tied 1-1. Which Richmond just suffered a cup set loss to Chris Joseph FC in the Open Cup. So what does this make? How does this kind of sort out now on the standing side? Well, let's take a look. On the west, you have San Antonio still top. Um, 26 points, but Real Monarchs have a game in hand. Nine played, 24 points, five wins. Won their five Won, won their five, won their past five matches. Oh, the Monarchs are good, guys. Then there's a space. There's a large space between the rest of the teams. Rio Grande Valley is in. You've got to see one, two, three, four. Yeah, four teams tied at thir- with 13 points, which is Rio Grande Valley, Sacramento, Seattle, and Colorado Springs. Then you got Swope Park at 12 points tied with the Roughnecks. But the Swope Park has a match in hand. So something to keep in mind when talking about the standings. Then you got Vancouver, Orange County, Phoenix Rising, Reno, Galaxy 2, Energy, and the Portland Timbers, who are sitting with nine games played to four points. Kind of felt like us last year. But anyway, so we had quite the action. And then next week we have some more action as I know the Roughnecks will have Reno on Wednesday and then turn around, come back to Tulsa to play Timbers 2. But anyway, some other matches here of intrigue next week in USL. Uh, let's see here. Just thumbing through. Energy to Energy uh, will be hosting Timbers 2 on uh, Wednesday. So Timbers 2 are here in the Midwest for their kick. Uh, and then let's see here. Swope Park. Hosting San Antonio, that's a match right there, boys and girls. That'll be a great match on Friday, 7.30 at Children's Mercy Victory Field in Swope Park. Oh, how about Tampa Bay hosting St. Louis on Saturday? Yeah, that's Saturday. And then switchbacks home against Reno. And like I said earlier, Roughnecks playing Timbers 2 at home. And the Sounders, too, will be hosting Sacramento on Sunday, the 28th, and Vancouver Whitecaps, too, hosting Monarchs on Sunday, the 28th. So this is actually Memorial Day weekend coming up. Uh, So there's quite a few games going on Memorial Day weekend. So that's it for the USL. And let's segue into the NPSL and Tulsa Athletic who put on a little bit of a clinic on Saturday. Not a little bit, but a lot bit of a clinic. Uh, boy, I, I, you know, 9-1 was the final. I'm not sure if there's really much to talk about. Um, you know, I think I was a little surprised that that result didn't happen the week before, but I think I'd heard, you know, maybe the, the fields were a little bit, were a little bit long and maybe didn't, wasn't conducive for goal scoring, but... At Memorial Field, it's a turf field. It, 
you know, they can't no long grass, and that was uh, very fast field. I think really kind of works out to Tulsa Athletics' um, advantage as they are a fast scoring team, and it really just a nine one victory. I think it was three one at halftime. Uh, Levi Coleman had to brace in the first half. Uh, Garcia had a bicycle kick. Levi had a uh, half volley. I mean, I just I kind of felt bad. I really felt bad for the goalkeeper for Ozark. Second half, he had no help. I mean, it was just one-on-one chance. Uh, I mean, he did everything he could, but uh, I really just – I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel terrible for their goalkeeper. I mean, he had no, nobody was coming back and helping him. I mean, it was just a couple times. He just had his hands up like, guys, where, where are you guys at? Uh, so, and they were nowhere to be found. No help. No help. But anyway, um, really a tough, tough sledding for Ozark FC on Saturday as they lost 9-1 in Tulsa. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, all right, after a little bit of digging, I did find the result. It was a 2-1 win for uh Little Rock Rangers playing the demise in PSL. And that's who uh, Tulsa will be playing next. Tulsa Athletic will be on the road at demise. I believe that's going to be in Bent or in not Bentonville. My goodness. It's in Branson. Uh, so then they were kind of rotating between Branson, Springfield, and Joplin. I believe that's what the demise were doing this year. But anyway, so they are playing the demise in PSL. And, you know, you think uh, Tulsa should probably, uh, as as per usual, go on and win that match. So, anyway, a uh, big match there for them. And I believe Tulsa is in first place there with six points, two matches. But, obviously, the uh, competition is going to get a little stiffer as the season goes on for Tulsa Athletic. So, anyway, that is how it's all stacking up in NPSL. So, again, matches, three matches here if you're watching, if you follow the Tulsa teams. And Open Cup continues on. And right now I'm going to throw it over to – I had a chance to chat with uh, Ricky Myers. And, and I'm going to do this new segment called uh, uh, The Way of the Road. It's a little little hat tip to one of my favorite shows, The Trailer Park Boys. Uh, <laughs> it's a great show. Anyway – it's dumb. It's a dumb show, but I love it. So anyway, so Ricky Myers is going to be on and to chat with us and talk about his experience in Sacramento as he is now in Reno getting prepared for the match on Wednesday. All right, folks, I'd like to introduce a new segment on the podcast called The Way of the Road. The Way of the Road. Uh, we, what I like to do is interview folks who've been on road trips and and especially in lower league soccer or maybe even upper league soccer, whatever, if anyone's ever been on the road. But right now we have uh, Road Warrior Ricky. Uh, so that's his new nickname I just gave to him. Road Warrior Ricky Myers, who is uh, was at the Sacramento match, uh, flew out there, and now is in Reno for the upcoming Tulsa Roughnecks and Reno FC match. Uh, Ricky, man, uh, looks like you're walking around. I have you on FaceTime right now, so I can see you walking around. Looks like... Uh, are you looking for the buffets or the casinos? What, what are you looking for out there, man? Well, right now I had to uh, to do this interview. I had to step outside the casino to get uh, cell phone service. Oh, okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you are 
as soon as you walk in a casino here, you see tons of buffets. They're they're not going to run out of food here in Reno. <laughs> well, uh, th- yeah, that's great, and uh, I know you're enjoying yourself out there. And uh, talk about your experience last night. Obviously, the result didn't go Roughnecks way, but it, it, I saw the post on USL fans, uh, Reddit, lots of people talking about you. Uh, tell me how how was it going out there at solo and uh, you know supporting the uh, road team and just kind of the uh, how the fans treated you and, and just your overall experience out there in Sacramento. Well, uh, to start out, I'd like to say uh, any of the uh, uh, Tower Brigade that listens to this podcast, um, they treated me uh, really well uh, when I was in uh, when I was tailgating with them. I only pretty much bought one beer and the rest mm-hmm. were bought for me. Nice. So, and, um, yes, uh, very, since I was by myself, they were very, very, uh, um, welcoming and, mm-hmm. uh, they allowed me to tailgate with them and, uh, enter in their, into their, uh, private tailgate spot that they have, uh, inside the stadium at Bonnie Field. Nice. Nice. Oh, was it a pretty, was the crowd, uh, you know, we always hear the big crowds at the stadium and, and was it, was it bigger than anything you've seen as far as uh, soccer crowds are concerned? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I say San Antonio when I went to San Antonio last year mm-hmm. and, uh, I, uh, saw that crowd that was pretty much sold out last year. And, uh, yeah, this is the biggest crowd I've seen at a, uh, USL, uh, uh, match. So I was pretty impressed, pretty impressed. Well, what made you decide to just get, I think you, I think you'd chat. I think you decided maybe just a couple of weeks ago, you're going to go to this match. What, what kind of compelled you to, uh, go out to the West coast to watch, uh, the roughnecks play? Well, uh, I always like going on road trips and, uh, last year I started going on road trips and there was so much fun. We had some people traveling with us, you know, uh, San Antonio, Kansas city, Oklahoma city, and uh, originally there were a couple people, you know, that were coming up to Sacramento and or Reno. And I decided to travel regardless of mm-hmm. uh, who was coming. If, even if I went by myself, I was like, well, I'm uh, I'm going to take this trip, you know, regardless if anyone goes or not. But uh, just I love the Tulsa Roughnecks and uh, just uh, love to support them uh, anywhere they go as long as I can uh, afford it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to have that pesky job to afford the, to watch soccer. Right. But uh, anyway, uh, so uh, some of the comments, uh, you know, from some of the, you know, were, were real well received. I had no doubts that you would be a great ambassador uh, from uh, Tulsa. But one of the things said that, yeah, he was, uh, he was chanting and singing the entire game, <laughs> which by the way, for people that are listening, <laughs> he does this at the bars when we do the away watch party. So this is nothing new to us. Uh, how, how did the crowd <laughs> kind of react to, to just the people kind of standing around? Were they just more amused or were they getting into it or, or, or did they, did they kind of do some cat calling at you as, uh, while you're doing, while you're doing some of that? Well, I believe when I started chanting, they were shocked that I was chanting at first. <laughs> as, as I think anyone would, just one one man army. But anyway, go ahead. Exactly, and uh, as soon as uh, uh, the Tower Brigade, a uh, uh, Tower Bridge Brigade, uh, is a brigade or battalion? I, I think brigade, but yeah, I know what you're talking about brigade. Yeah. So uh, 
they were saying, uh, we can't hear Tulsa singing over there. And then that's when I started chanting and, uh, I got my ru- uh, feathers ruffled a little bit. So, and then the <laughs> second half, you know, the fans started booing, but in, you know, you know, but it was all, it was, it was nothing hostile. Sure. And, uh, the fans out there were great. And uh, a lot of them took pictures and asked me a lot of questions and all that stuff. So it was a great experience. Well, great. I'm glad you had a great time. I, I didn't doubt that you wouldn't uh, just because, uh, you know, it's it's kind of how it is. If it's if you're somebody that's from a long ways away coming to a match, I think there's always that respect of, oh, man, he came out here. We'll, we'll treat you right. So that's good. That's good to hear that that yeah. happened. And now you are in Reno. And obviously, uh, and, and we'll have to talk about that experience uh, on the next podcast, but what are you kind of expecting here in Reno? I know you've got a few days out there. Well, first off, what are you going to do out there before the match starts? And then, two, what's your kind of expectations going into this uh, Reno match? Well, uh, my expectations is uh, to get a win here in Reno, sure. I'm hoping. Uh, um, let's see. It's Sunday evening. It's about 7 o'clock in uh, Nevada right now, Reno, Nevada. And uh, just kind of uh, – taking the sights and sounds of Reno, uh, not do too much gambling. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just, uh, relax and, uh, might hit up, might go to Lake Tahoe, do some sightseeing. So sure. just kind of, uh, winging it pretty much until okay. Wednesday. So. All right. Well, cool. Well, I know there's quite a bit of stuff to do out there and, uh, hopefully get to enjoy some of that. And then, uh, obviously hopefully get a rough next win on Wednesday. I know, Reno's been putting up some goals lately, so we may be catching him at the wrong time, but that's not going to deter you, right, Ricky? Oh, absolutely not. If they, yeah, if they start chanting, I will start chanting as well. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great, buddy. Well, um, are you excited about how – are you are you feeling good about – I know you're a Manchester United fan. Are you feeling good about their chances on winning Euro, uh, Europa this year? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's pretty much all Man U has to uh, play for right now. <laughs> that's it, huh? Arsenal jumped. Did, did uh, your Arsenal Gunners, you know, jump Man U, I believe, so um, in the Premier League uh, table. So, uh, yeah, Europa League, that's that's big for Man U fans to get in the Champions League that's, for next year. So, uh, Yeah, that's it's a, it was a tough one for Arsenal today as they uh, – uh, maintained fifth place as Liverpool went on to win their match easily. So, yeah, that's it for Arsenal and their European or Champions League opportunity there. But, yeah, there you go, man. Well, you got a lot of soccer coming up, and uh, I'll let you get back to your evening there, Rick. And uh, But, anyway, right. I'm sure uh, the Sacramento fans are will be, love to hear that, that they treated you so well, and I'm sure the Reno fans will uh, be interested to hear how you your take from this match on Wednesday. So we'll get you back on here, Rick, and uh, and I appreciate you coming on and and as the first person to come on to the way of the road. So uh, you're the first person to do this. So we'll we'll have many many other guests coming on. But thanks, thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate you, bud. You are welcome. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Tornado Ice Hockey Podcast. Special thanks, Ricky Myers, Road Warrior Ricky. Thank you so much for coming on. And for anyone out there that's listening, subscribe, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, or you can just go bgn.fm, click on the, the page, and find the latest episode that way. 
But that's what cavemen do. You don't want to do that. You go subscribe. Go on iTunes. Subscribe that way. That's the easiest way to do it. It'll be preloaded, ready for you to listen. All right. Thank you so much for everybody out there listening. Have a good week. God bless you. Take care. Thanks.